0: Well, good morning, everybody. Before we do anything, uh, these candles on the stage represent what's happened in Connecticut and Newtown, and we had people that came yesterday and prayed here at the church uh, for the small children. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to weep, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to heal, and uh, I know, if anything, when I think about The thing I thought about is there's probably Christmas presents that have been purchased or bought that are under trees around families and people that had plans and things that they were doing. And I can't imagine if that was in our community and the disruption and all the pain and everything. So the greatest thing that we can do is pray. Amen. Amen. And so this morning, I know when I think about this season when, Jesus was born they brought three things to him we know there was gold frankincense and myrrh and I think the riches of God's grace can come the oil of healing and the myrrh the spice there's a fragrance when God comes into a place there's a smell and we just want God's presence to come over each of those people this morning so can we just take a moment and just bow our heads and And just pray for these precious, precious, the families, the people, the community. Father, this morning we come as a church. We thank you that, Lord, that we can come to you when others, when they don't want to have any part of you, when it comes to moments like this, as a nation. In many things, we've done things that have grieved you. But as a nation, in our times of of grief and sorrow and pain, many people come to you. And Lord, this morning, we pray for every person, every man that's lost a wife. Every person that's lost a mother, God, every person that's lost a daughter or a son, God, a nephew, a niece, Lord. Father, for those people that are right now that have made plans during this season, we pray, God, the grace of God. We pray, that God, that you would come over this community. God, we pray peace over the storm. We pray grace over the pain, God. I pray that you would give ministers, people that represent you and your heart, God, during this moment in that community. We We pray for wisdom, God. Wisdom to be able to communicate what people are asking why. And we don't have the answer to the why, but other than you, God. And so, God, we pray for wisdom, God, for them to make decisions and to be able to share, God, during this moment. But, God, we pray for the grace to follow through with decisions they have to make. And we pray for every family that, God, in this moment, we have the privilege of hugging our children. We have the privilege of talking to them. But those that are lost, this—this—we our hearts are heavy for them. But, Lord, we pray, God, that you would come and that you would minister to every need that's represented in every family. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say, I agree, Pastor. And, you know, it's like this morning, you know, I, On one side, my heart is heavy because of the grief and the pain and the things that I can't imagine. And many of you have watched TV and watched the news. I've watched it one time because I just don't want to go into all the depth of all that. Because it's just, it's really, it's overwhelming. It really is. It's overwhelming. And so, you know, this morning, I think it's just really appropriate even for the message that I want to share with you this morning. It says, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And see, I want to welcome you to the last part of this series we're going to do this, this, uh, in this morning. And I, I just think everybody, can everybody just say God is, God was, and God will be with us. You know, today I want to look at, "O oh, come Emmanuel. And the reason I want to do that, I want to come, it dates back to the 18th through the 12th century. That we don't know who the author is other than they looked at scripture. And, uh, you know, and I think Emmanuel means God with us. How many of you have had moments where you knew God was with you? How many of you have had moments where you felt like God was not with you? Come on. How many of you had moments where you go, God, where are you? And see, this morning I want to answer some of those things. So let's take a look at what it means for God to be with us in Matthew chapter 1. I just want to begin to read. And verse 21 through 23. And it says, she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All of us, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The the virgin will be with child and will, will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. You know, when I think about. The name Jesus, if you take it from the Greek, it actually means Joshua. And and, uh, the Greek word for Joshua is Jesus. And one of the wild things is I started thinking about this in the scripture this morning. I was thinking about what did Joshua do? Moses brought them as a deliverer, but Joshua brought them into the what land? The promised land. And he led in, and, and this is just a picture of Jesus wanting to b- bring you and I the promise that God had for every one of us to fulfill, that we would find salvation, we would find freedom for who we are, our, our sins, our sins are the things that weigh us down, that, that, uh, that, that, that things that we can't, we can't control ourselves, and we need God's help. How I many you need God's help every day? How many of you have had to deal with an attitude maybe this week? Nobody. Okay, no one wants to confess. All right. How many of you have get, gotten angry with each other? Come on, how many of you, you've had thoughts, even though you didn't do them, you didn't want anybody to know your thoughts? But the Bible says that God would be, he would come and be with us, and he'd save his people from their sins. We know that Joshua in the Old Testament took the children of Israel out of the land called Egypt, and we know that Egypt was a land of bondage, and Jesus is a picture. It, you know, how many of you know that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, but the New Testament is the Old, the, the old Testament revealed? And see what happens, here he is, he's saying this, Joshua took you in out, out of the land of bondage, but I'm going to send a new Joshua. His name is Jesus, the Son of God, and he will take you out of that land of bondage, out of sin. I can look back at my life, there were so many things I was, I've been, I've been, I, I was bound by. I had that day of salvation. Where God met me. But can I just look, look at me? I'll just be really brutally honest. But there's other times when God's had to meet me in my own stupidity, in my own sin, in my own self-pity, in my own waller. Hello, anybody there? But he has been there with me to save me, first of all, from myself. How many of you know that you can throw a pity party pretty good by yourself? It mean the enemy will come and use you and pounce on you and think, "Well, you this didn't happen, this didn't happen because all those things didn't happen." You just go, "Where are you, God?" And Bible says, "God is with us." This announcement that people have been waiting for for years. Matthew quoted; he was quoting Isaiah in, in, in seven hundred forty years before that event took place. There was huge. This was huge news because in the Old Testament, you know, to to. Uh, for God, it, He was just too holy for us. But here it is, God saying, "I'm coming with you. I'm coming to be with you." It's God's presence. God is stating, Matthew stating this, He's saying this: He is with us. I love in the Scripture when they're walking down the road to Emmaus, and the, the Jesus, He's kind of He's kind of incognito, and He's just asking these these guys that are bummed out that man, Jesus, man, why, where is He, and everything else, and and, and as they're walking, all of us, in the Bible says that they see who he is. He gets revealed, and this is what it said: they looked at each other. Was not your heart burning when he was with us? You see, it's God. Like these flames right here, it represents something. There's, there's some. These, we have these, this, this symbolic of a life. But see, God puts His fire. His presence in us. And he lights us. And there's a dream, there's a desire. But it will never be fulfilled without God's presence being so real in our lives and the power of the Holy Spirit. There's one thing to have salvation. There's another thing to be to have the power of the Holy Spirit residing in your life. Because that's the promise. That's the promise. It's not just the baby, but it's when the baby left, he was gonna send something greater than the baby. It was, and he was, he was God in the flesh. Why he, and the Bible says he dwelt among us. But he said, yeah. And he, even the disciples, God don't leave. Jesus don't leave. And he says, it's better that I leave. Because God's gonna send a comforter. And he's gonna be, and he's gonna come and he's gonna, he's gonna live inside of you. He's going to breathe in you. And there's going to be a fire. There's going to be a passion inside of you. That's all of a sudden it's going to, there's going to be things that are going to change. You see, what, what sent the, the shepherds back in the fields rejoicing? What is it? Was it the angels? What caused the wise men to fall on their knees and worship? God is not far away. He's not distant. He's not a, he's not a. Uninvolved creator. He's very much with. Are you with me this morning? He's not just watching over you. Can look at me. I want to see the white here. But he's but with you. You see, we think that well, sometimes God's there and He's he, oh, you know, he, well, He's gonna make this happen. It's a bad thing. We only think that He does bad things, but how I many of oh, God, how I many you love your children? Four people. Well, we got a lot of inner healing here that needs to take place. You know, Pastor, I've been thinking about things. I brought them into the world. I feel like I want to take them out. But anyway. No, the bottom line is for every one of us is that when we have our children, what Pastor Josh was saying about, you know, Josiah. You know, and he's like wanting to do that. But it's the joy. I mean, my little girl wrapped a little bag and it has my name, Daddy, and it says, from Olivia. And she goes, and you know, I went and looked under the tree if I had one or two presents. i got to be honest. And, and she had that little, that, that little gimme, says, to daddy from Olivia. And, you know, for her, it's just a gift. But see, the problem with many of us is simply we don't believe that God is with us. We just don't. Because we le- before you leave today, I want us to know that God is with us. Look at your neighbor and say this, God is with you. So if the problems that we don't believe it sometimes and before and if we're going to leave here knowing that God is what what has to change inside of us. You have your notes. Okay? I'm not going to go by all the notes this morning. That's just the roadmap to keep Pastor Bubba on the road. Okay? But I want the spirit of God to come and speak through me this morning. But I want him to have a word for you that you feel the responsibility that, you know what? I can't allow my circumstances. I can't allow situations. I can't allow people to discourage me or keep me from the destiny and the dream that God has for my life. And it's right from the beginning. He says, I'm going to be with you. And no matter what you do, and I'm going to get you out of your messes if you look to me. So. Luke chapter 1, verse 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. This is the only portion, this only time except in the book of Ephesians that it says this, you're favored. And the only time it says in Ephesians, I think it's chapter 1, it talks about you as a child of God, that you're favored by God. The only moment right here in Scripture. And what it says, is it says the first truth the angel proclaims to Mary, the Lord is with you. With you. He's with you. God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles. I can remember times when I was afraid as a kid. You ever had that? And you go to your mama or your your daddy's room and you go in there. "Uh I'm, I'm afraid. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you go there and I like what they say. It's okay, I'm right here. If you need me, all you gotta do is call me. I remember my first experience going on a deer hunting trip. I had no idea what it was gonna be like. I was young, and my dad said, I'm gonna bring you, and, and you and your brother are gonna go with me. But my brother got to sit with my dad, and he put me in a tree by myself in the middle of the dark, in, in, in the middle of the night, it seemed like early, early, early in the morning. And I can remember, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I, he brings me, he, he has the flashlight. And he goes, okay, climb up there. And you got to be real still and real quiet. Because if you're not, you will scare the deer away. I'm like, okay. And I remember, Can I, I'll just be honest with you. He left me. I didn't have a flashlight. Can I be honest with you? I was scared out of my mind. You know, I mean, you would hear, you know, you ever been in the woods by yourself in the middle of the dark? How many of you know the woods can talk to you? There's a little things, little sounds, and animals you hear, and it's right before the sun comes up, and you're just kind of like, huh? But I remember the greatest moment when my dad was, came back through the woods and it was daytime and he was coming to get me. That was the best moment. I couldn't enjoy the hunt. I'll be honest with you. I guess that's why I like the duck and goose hunt more than I like the deer hunt because I don't like being by myself. I'm a social animal. And I like to talk to someone. In a deer blind, you can't talk. Everybody goes, deer. You know, I'm serious. So God... Is the God of all comfort who comforts us when you are lost and you don't know where to go. He was with you. He wants to be your guide. One of the things the privileges I have is guiding people for hunts, for uh, goose hunts and duck hunts. And, and, you know, my son Luke now is kind of, he goes with me just about every hunt that's possible that he can be. And he kind of acts like that with me. But there's sometimes as a guide, you know, and any of you ever had that? And it's like you don't see things around you. And a guide is someone that points something that you don't recognize and see. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. There's sometimes there are areas in our lives, hello, that we have expectations to be fulfilled. And we don't see those things that are all around us. Am I making sense yet? And we think God's got to work this way and this way. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I just get frustrated because sometimes we have this order of service. And my thing is, God, can we put you in there somewhere? Do you fit in our schedule? Hello? And as a pastor, I grab up having a service. Yeah, we want to have songs that we go, man, I feel God. I sense God. I mean, it's been a hard week, but now that we're in, corporate, we're in corporate worship, I can just sense things. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's nice to come and worship together. It's, come, it's nice to have fellowship. And some of you go, well, I don't like fellowship. I have enough fellows in my <laughs> ship. You know, but it's us having fellowship with another, hearing things. I know, you know, when Miss Jean called me yesterday, and I'm going to say, usually Miss Jean, it's okay. She called me. She just weeping. She said, Pastor, I haven't stopped crying all day. Can we just open up the church? Can I put it on Facebook about those kids? And I'm like, absolutely. Do that. Go for it. I don't have to be involved in everything. Hello. God is with us. See, when you're hurting and you feel alone, he's with you. The Bible says he's your friend. There's six closer. Than a brother. I don't care if he was your mean brother. He says he's your closer than you can ever imagine. When you're sick, he can be your healer. He's with you. Oh, by the way, just to let you know, I had a great doctor's report this week. Hallelujah. Okay. How many of you want to know about it? If you're a visitor, you know, you're going, what is that all about? I've just been fighting the battle of cancer for the last Almost every two years this week, and it's not me alone, it's my family and you as well. You've prayed and you're believing, and I had a good report. They just said, you know, nothing's there. I actually went to the doctor, oncologist, and we, they were talking about that one lesion they were concerned about, and I've been praying, you know, God, just, I'm, I'm just trusting you. There's nothing else I can do. It doesn't matter the volume of my prayers or how long my prayers are. it's just a trust. I was talking to Kim this morning. she's battled cancer and she was sitting on, she goes, "How long is it till you go back? Oh three months?" she goes, "Well, I'm in the six-month period. I go, I can't wait to get to your moment of six months and then a year, then five years and go, me 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 me. It's gone. Come on. God is with. You. How many believe God's with you? Boy, it's a little few more hands. Hopefully, by the end of the service, everybody will realize that. That's point one. The second point I want to share with you is God was with you. What do you mean, Pastor Baba? Sometimes it's easier to see the presence in the past than it is right now. Sometimes our memories fail us when we go through difficult times. How many of you know, as Christians, many times we have sharp memories or we have amnesia. When we go through something difficult, we forget how God came and met us many times before. Well, you know, I've gone too far in this and I've done this. and go, Then you, all of a sudden, if you let off the Holy Spirit to begin to play that reel of what he's done in your past. Can I just tell you something? If you're going through something, let me tell you where you find your strength. You'll never find it in a person. You'll only find it in God, in his presence. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? What does that mean for me? That sounds like some kind of religious kind of just slogan. Because if, you know, can I tell you something? I used to sit in the back when I was forced to come to church. I was forced. Okay? When I wasn't doing drugs, my grandmother drugged me to church. Either way. I was being drugged. And I remember just sitting in the back, and just sometimes I'd watch people, and I saw people that were real, and I saw the hope. The ho- I like to call it the hokey pokey people. You know, they always had the right phrases, but when you see them leave the church, they don't yell at their kid. Oh, we're going in! To- hey, Pastor. And we've all been around there. And can I say some? Sometimes we've been them people. Oh, don't shout, down, don't shout me down when I start preaching a little bit. Because the church is not we're, not, we're not an institution just for people that want to come to church. The thing that blessed me the other night when we were doing the outreach and just with my kids and stuff, my wife and I just standing around, we, we showed up. We really didn't do anything. We just showed up. I enjoyed the chili. Thank you, James and Denny and everybody that served and the hot chocolate, Miss Margie and, you know, and Allie giving, Allie, what were you, you know, she's giving cheese and, you know, all those different things. And I appreciate all that. But the other thing I love is just the story. I didn't see it, but somebody, a little girl opened a Barbie doll and she goes, she just kind of, ah! And she goes, this is the best day of my life. A little boy opened like a little coloring book thing, and I mean, he was like four or five, and he's just, he's so excited, he's going, he's he's shaking, and he's going, ah, and he runs, running to whatever trailer, I don't know, but he was so excited, but the clincher was a lady came, and she said, her name was Ashley, and she came, and several people had talked to her, and she goes, and she brings her girls, I don't know, there's seven, eight, maybe nine, whatever. And she, she brings them, and she comes to Miss Tracy and goes, are you the pastor? And the pastor's, well, I was told y'all the pastor and the pastor's, yeah, yeah, we are. What's up? My name's Ashley, and she goes, these are my daughters, and she goes, girls? And, she, and the girls just went, thank you so much for giving us gifts. And I was like, I was just there. And it makes me think, that God is with us. He's there. He's there. I really had nothing to do with all the stuff, and sometimes God really has nothing to do with the stuff we put on ourselves. Oh, but He's right there. See, Joseph. I think about that. Remember? remember. It all starts with peas. Think about it. He was in the pit. He went to Potiphar's house. He went to prison. Then he went to the palace. What do you mean? Where was God? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph, showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I think about it. His brothers threw him in the pit. He went to Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife tried to make a hit on him. And when she, he ran away, she grabbed his robe and he ran around naked. And listen, you don't have a lot of evidence to prove anything if your, your boss comes and you're naked and his wife accused you of trying to, come on. Boy, what a stand on that one. <laughs> then he gets thrown in jail. And he thinks he's there to rot, and God sends the baker and, and the cupbearer, and I don't want to get into all the story, but they come, and he, they have dreams, and he begins to share their dreams. He says, remember me? And it goes on two years. They don't remember him, and then after two years, one of them comes up to him, and the cupbearer says, I remember while I was in prison, there was a young guy. I had a dream about that thing you did to us. He may have, and he came. And he stood, the Bible says they bathed him, shaved him, all that. And he stood before the Pharaoh. And he began to share his dream and what he needed to do to plan. And God exalted him. And Joseph came from the pit to the prime minister. God was with him. I can say this. There's been times when I've been, my wife and I were down to our last dollar. How many of you have been there? God was with us. There have been moments when you go, "How am I going to pay the house note?" Listen, it's a good thing to plan because if you don't plan, you plan to fail. So some things we can plan so you, they don't come by as a surprise, but there's some moments in their seasons of their life that things. how about kids? I mean, you know you, you just think I can look back at my whole life and see different things that started with just believing God for simple things. For God to bring a friend over that I could talk to him. For a, I could believe God for a space at Walmart parking lot. God, please open it. Thank you, Lord. Just those moments. I can think about being in a field one day and asking God for direction, where to go, what to do. I had these different options. And I remember just going, God, I remember it, it was like this. I, I just had a piece of paper. and Where's a piece of paper? I remember it was like these these papers, it was application. And I remember just going out to the field and I got on my knees. I was in Oklahoma City. And I remember throwing that paper and I go, God, these are opportunities. These are places I could go. But I just, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And I'm telling you, God brought confirmation. God brought his word. God brought circumstances. And he brought people to confirm what he was trying to tell me. I know, I can look back, God, I mean, when God told us to come here. And we've shared the story. Not everybody in my family was excited. And can I tell you, there was a lot of times I wasn't excited. You know, when you're starting at the Holiday Inn and you're wanting your own inn, you don't have a place, and you have a Thursday night Bible study, and no one shows up? Come on. Sing the hallelujah choirs there. But God was testing. God was trying. God was with me. But see, the thing I remember is this, is that the kingdom of God is not just in word, but in power. And... You know, when I think about the church, I mean, we didn't even have a place. We didn't have a place. I remember when we prayed, we we didn't have a place. We'd go to, we we had service in a horse barn. We had service at the VFW place. We had service. I mean, we were looking. We were like the children of Moses. Every week we'd have to, well, we don't know where we're going to meet next week, but we'll call you. And I remember, I mean, it was just like, and I was thinking, Shh, just when we get in people, Lord, you, start, you seem to keep thinning them out because people want a place. Hello. And then I remember when he provided the place and how He just, he's done so many amazing miracles and things and that many of us, man, now you, you've been a part of. God gave us a place. God was with us. I could allow you to come and stand up here today, and I promise you, you could come, and you could give all the stories about where God was with you in moments. But see, can I tell you something? It's not that God is with you and God was with you. And the last thing I want to share is God will be with you. Think about if Mary could have seen the future. She could have said, well, God will be with me when I tell Joseph. <laughs> I think about that one. Come on. Aren't you glad that God spoke to Joseph before? I can't imagine, Mary. Hey, Joseph, what's up? She says, uh, we need to talk. Okay, let's talk. What's going on? Well. The Holy Spirit came upon me. Oh, that's, wow, wonderful. And I'm pregnant. Say what? <laughs> Say who? You were gone for a little while. What, 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 what were you doing? That could have been the response. But God prepared him. God was with Joseph, God was with Mary, but she didn't know that. Come on. Can you imagine the things that were racing through her mind? Have you ever had to do something God told you to do? And you're thinking of all the things that's going to go wrong, that might not happen? Because, see, our expectation is in circumstances and people rather than God himself many times. God will be with us when I tell Job, God will be with me. It, when there won't be any room in the end. Okay, ladies, can you imagine you're about to give birth? Your husband is going and looking for hospital room, anything to get you in there, and then they come and say, There is no room. How many have ever been with a wife that is about to have a baby? She does not want to hear, There is no room for you to have the baby. Women, help me preach. Come imagine your husband. Baby, the hospital's full. They say you have to have it in the parking lot. Parking lot! I could say something, but I want to. But There's no room, baby. She didn't have the assurance that God was going to be her, with her when she had to tell Joseph when there was no room in the inn. Come on. God will be with you when when you watch your son suffer. She didn't know all, she knew some of the things, but she didn't didn't know that they were going to, you know, basically put him on the cross and brutally mutilate him for people's sins. Sometimes God doesn't give us everything that we need to know but God is the only one who can meet you and meet all your unexpected expectations. He's the only one. And I love the scripture listen when it says who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Hardship? Persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or danger? Or sword? No! This is Paul saying, No! In all these things, we are more than what? Conquerors through Christ, who through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life. I think about that, my friend, when he found out he had incurable cancer, and I'm I'm talking to him in the lobby, and he and he says, What's what's the big deal, Baba? That, that they're gonna threaten me with death, with Jesus? He went on to be with the Lord. He came and saw me and my my surgery. And two weeks later, he had gone to be with the Lord. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, why... Why do we go through tribulation and hard times and things like that? I think it's, the answer is because we forget sometimes. The Bible calls us what? Sheep. Sheep. And the Bible, even in Psalm says in 44, we're sheep for the slaughter. Sheep are easy, easily picked off. Easily put down, easily done in. It seems like the Christian community for all of us have gotten to this, where we, we've, comp- we, we've comp- we're comprised of sheep, and we gear up, we get battled up and all this, and we come out swinging, but the better think about it. I don't know any NFL football team that's named the Lambs. We're paying the lambs today. Come on, I don't know any Marine Corps group that's called the Lamb, the Lambs. No, because when we associate Lamb, we think, oh, man, because we don't really know. See, but I think about this. The Bible says "No, no thing can separate us from the love of God. What about those guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You know, the the Nebuchadnezzars of today stand and look at you and me as a Christian community, and they say, where is your God? Because I promise you, even what's happening in Newtown, Connecticut, there are going to be people that say, where was God in all of this? I know where God was. He took every little child when it stopped its last breath, and he brought them home to be with him. It wasn't a fable, and it wasn't a story anymore. It was a reality, eternity with him. You know, the Nebuchadnezzars of our day, they, they look at us and say, they, they, they say, where's God? And remember, he, what did he do? He goes, hey, if your God's with you, what did he do? He threw them in the fire, into the furnace. The Bible said it was so hot, the guys that threw them in there were burned up. And all of a sudden, he sees Shadrach and Abednego. He said, well, man, if God, if you throw us and we get, we get burned up, God's with us. If we don't get burned, God's still with us. It don't matter. Whatever you do, God is with us. And we know. And all of a sudden, he looks in the fire. And the Bible says that he sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Meshach and Abednego. I'm getting excited, all right. I'm changing names, okay? My, okay? You, but you know where I'm at. And all of a sudden, he said, wait wait, a I minute. Mean, I see you like, Well, Wait, 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 wait. There's another guy in there. He looks like the son of God. Let me tell you something. I believe this. Wherever you are, that's what happens when you go through something and you face tribulation and you feel like you've been separated. God is right there in the middle of your fire dancing with you. And go, Come on, baby. Trust me. Look to me. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. And I will be in your tomorrow. That's what he's all about. We're the ones, many times, that are hurting. That's what it means to be more than a conqueror. No matter what I face, no matter what I go through, even if I go through the fire of tribulation, Jesus is right there with me. He's right there. I don't know if you saw it this morning. They had a dog out in the parking lot, a little beagle. Please don't take him home. And I see my grandsons, and they come, and, like, I, I love animals, but I'm thinking, I, I don't, you know. My, my kids got out of the car, my wife, and I go, uh, y'all don't let, don't, don't touch that dog. My wife goes, you know, she, I think she might have told me, they might have rabies. You didn't say that? Okay, one of, them, one of my kids goes, they might have rabies. So I thought, I didn't see you. Get, come on. Don't touch it. I mean, can I just make a personal confession this morning? I almost picked up a rock and threw it at it this morning. Just I know all you animal people. I'm not coming back. The Bible says, be kind to your animal. No, I don't know. I was like, I wanted him to weigh. You know what I'm saying? Just get away. Miss Sharon, I can see you're mad at me already. <laughs> I just don't want it around children and people and distracting. And, and, and then when he really got me mad is when he went and laid his plop in the front of the church. I'm like, that dog has got to go. Anyway. You, <laughs> Pastor Bubba, what, what, are you, what is that? Why are you sharing all that? Let, let, me just, let me just say this. Sometimes we just put up with stuff. They don't need to be there. And people try to tataz. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's okay. You do. And you know God's telling you, get rid of that. You don't need to be a part of that. You don't, allow, you don't need to entertain that. You don't need to do in, allow anything to deal with that. Hello? I remember Pastor Villam told me, he said, Pastor Bubba, if you ever want to get rid of a cat where it will never come back, he said, just take some lion leftovers, but they leave behind and put it in your trash can. No animal will come back to your house. Do you know what I'm talking about? That when a lion eats and he, if you put that in your trash can, he said, no animal will ever come back. Why? Because the lion's been there. And whatever it smells, it goes, shoot, I don't want to be the next one. And can I tell you something? Sometimes the enemy, the Bible says he's like a, a roaring lion seeking to whom they may devour And see, it's all the distraction. It's all the noise. It's all the voices. Hey, you can't. No, God's not. Where's God? What are No. Remember that song? Freak out. No. (laughs) That's what the enemy wants you. Freak out. Ah. When Romans says, let me tell you something. Nothing, say me, say nothing Nothing. can separate us. Nothing can separate us from God's love. That means, you know, He's with you, God was with you, and God will be with you. Nothing can separate us. I like what Revelation says I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, Almighty. What does that mean? If you look at the Greek word alpha, that is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. That means the beginning. And omega, I used to, used to think it meant the end. No, it does not mean the end. It, it seems the end has not come, it's still happening. There's no end. How many believe there's no end to God's grace in your life? How many want to believe that? How many know there's no end to his forgiveness? How, how many know there's no end? There is a beginning that we trust God. Hello? There's a beginning we have to we have to start somewhere. But there's not an end to where God wants to bring us. God is with you. But here's the question. I knew Pastor Bill, but you wouldn't ask a question. Well, here it is. I'm gonna unpack right here. Here it is. I'm unpacking. But the real questions we need to ask, look at me. Are you with God? with God? God's with you. But are you with him? Pastor, Bob, what does that mean? Am I with him? Are you at that place where you're trusting the grace and the power and the love of God to bring you to that point where you realize there are things in your life that you don't need to be a part of? One of the scriptures that I've been studying this week and it says for all who are led by the Spirit of God those are the sons or the children of God whatever version you see those who are led by the Spirit and see this morning can I tell you something look at me I just want to pray just bow your heads Father, I want to be led by you and not led by me, but you. Father, there are people here this morning that have had expectations that haven't been fulfilled. They have things that have not brought that peace. Lord, there are those that are struggling even right now. that are walking through difficult moments. And Lord, I know. There's so many times I've been through seasons in my life that I've depended on a person or a thing to somehow meet my need. When God, all along, it was not them. It was always you. You're the one. You're the one that meets every need. You're the one that meets every need that every person has here this morning. There are those that are walking through trials and tribulation, maybe in their marriage, maybe with their children. Maybe just things that are going on inside it. Maybe they're fighting physical things, Lord, and they just need the power of the healing grace of God in their lives. Father, I pray that you would just come and that you would minister to every need that's represented here. I want you to look at me this morning. I'm ask people that I want to ask people that will pray this morning. I want you to come up here. Prayer warriors. Come on. I'm gonna ask people. I'm gonna ask you this morning. Maybe you need prayer to know that God is with you. Maybe you need to know that. Come on. I'm not gonna do I need to point you out. Come on. I asked you last week. Don't be, I don't want to beg. I need some more men. Come on. You have a relationship with Jesus, you want to pray with people this morning. Listen to me. I believe this. I don't want you to leave. And you go, well, how can I go and let someone pray for me when I don't know anybody? Look at me. It's not who you know here, it's who you need to know that He will be with you, that He will He is concerned about everything that you walk through and everything face and some of us sometimes we don't want to admit but we need just someone to pray with us we need someone to encourage us we need someone to believe with us can I say something there are moments that I've been like that and I've had to call someone say hey can we just pray or just get real with someone and go hey this is what I'm really facing this is what I'm really going through this is I don't like it I just need reassurance and some of you came this morning you just need reassurance God's with you He's been with you, that he's going to be with you. One of the things I've seen when people walk through cancer, because I've been around people like that a lot, many times they're very open to the things of God. But it also works the opposite way. Many times they're very closed to the things of God. Look at me. I want to see your eyes. All I'm asking you, look at me, is to be open to the voice of God. I'm not going to beg you to come and get prayer. But I'm asking you, don't leave here hurting. Don't leave here discouraged. Don't leave here doubting. Don't leave here in pain. My greatest desire, I don't want to have sympathy on you, but I want God's compassion to come and breathe upon you and touch you. That you know what? Like I shared at the beginning of the service, that you know that you leave and you go, God is with me. My prayer is, God, surely you were in this place today. Surely you were speaking. God, surely you were doing something. Surely you were speaking to people leave here an orphan don't leave an orphan don't leave here by yourself it's so hard to face things by yourself God's trying to reach out to you this morning with his hand it's open he said come on If you need prayer this morning, would you just get out of your seat and come to these that will pray with you this morning? Come on, get out. I know there, there's many of you here this morning. Come on. Thank you. Someone's always got to start. Come on. Don't leave here. Wrap them. Well, I don't really need prayer, but maybe some of you just need to come say, I just I need prayer. I'm in a funk. Can you just help me pray to get beyond this funk? Just come. Let me pray. And after I pray, if you... need need prayer you just come Father this morning I thank you for the privilege to be able to communicate good news that you love us you've come to set us free you've come to be with us and Lord I thank you this morning we don't have to leave alone but we can be comforted by your Holy Spirit we can be comforted by another person that will pray and encourage us to believe God for what you have I pray that in Jesus mighty name we love you, God bless you have a great week, don't forget about our, our program next week, invite a friend family, it's going to be a wonderful time, if you need prayer we have people that are there, that are, that are in the front that are willing to pray with you and pray you through and to believe God's greatest blessings in your life God bless you